How do you tap the power of social media? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group, and we're talking today with Guy Kawasaki, well-known as a founding partner and entrepreneur-in-residence at Garage Technology Ventures. Guy, thanks so much for joining me. Hi, how are you doing? Doing very well. Guy, you've got a diverse resume. You've got a lot on your plate. What are some of the hottest items on your plate right now? Well, I'm working on a new book that should be out in March of 2011 called Enchantment, that is uh, how to change what people will do. And so that occupies me, and I have a website called Alltop, which is a news aggregation site. Uh, think of it as an online uh, online magazine rack. So uh, between that and uh, also being a venture capitalist, I'm pretty busy. <laughs> Guy, you've got deep experience, obviously, in entrepreneurial ventures and innovation. When you think of those topics, where does social media fit into innovation and entrepreneurial ventures? Well, today, uh, you know, let's just you know, put a put a little draw a line in the sand. It is 2010, and there still is a recession going on. Uh, that's the bad news. The good news is it's cheaper than ever to be an entrepreneur uh, for several reasons. One is think of all the things that you need as an entrepreneur. You need tools, but tools are free because of open source. You need people, and people are cheap or free because everybody's unemployed. You need marketing, and this is where social media comes in. Uh, marketing is free or very cheap because of you know your ability to directly reach out to bloggers and to use Facebook and MySpace and Twitter and you know various kinds of social sites so marketing is free and as far as uh, putting your stuff up in the cloud uh, you know that's very inexpensive for terabytes of data whereas before you'd have to buy your own servers so the place where social media is as this free marketing platform uh, that was really not available before. Guy, what excites you about how organizations use social media today? Well, I, I just love the fact that it's it's uh, really democratized uh, marketing. And, you know, it used to be that if you had a, a few million dollars to run a Super Bowl commercial and you could hire an ad agency, then, you, you know, you were in the ad and marketing business. Uh, today, you need a free Twitter account and a free Facebook account, and it's off to the races. So I, I just love when it's no longer a rich person's game. So flip side of that, I asked you what excites you about social media and organizations. What scares you about how organizations use social media? Uh, really nothing. Um, I think we're very early in the social media game. Uh you know, it's it's kind of like 15 years ago in, in the Internet business. And the Internet, if we can remember correctly, started off as sort of a you know personal expression. This is my website. It's only meant to communicate with my friends and relatives. Uh, and today we're selling shoes via Zappos on it, right? And back then, the first ads were like a travesty. It was a crime against humanity. Um when you searched in Google and you saw sponsored links, that was just wrong. You know that you know, how could people do this? And this is not the internet. It's supposed to be about information and social responsibility and blah blah blah. <laughs> and now think about it today, right? Everything has a banner ad on it. Everything is uh, sponsored links. Everything is marketing. Um, 
that's where social media is going to end up. Uh, it is a platform. What are your your thoughts about the security concerns? Oh, I think they're massively over you know blown. That um, let's take this whole Facebook thing, right? So I, I don't know. I mean. I, I think a lot of these people like are they're flattering themselves so much they think that their data is so valuable and so precious and so private and so confidential that these evil people at Facebook and these evil marketers are going to use it to what? Sell them a BMW? I mean, um, you know, sure, you don't want your credit card account out there and all that kind of stuff, but... You know, I mean, don't do stupid things and publicize it on the internet. It's that simple. Um, I, I, this, this, the recent Facebook thing. My, my attitude at Facebook is, hey, you know, they're sponsoring millions of photographs and you know millions of lines of text and information and all that. And they're doing that all for free, right? So it's like you got invited to someone's house for dinner. You go to the dinner. You eat it. You love it. And then after a while, you say, oh, but uh, I don't like what you're doing to me because you're telling other people that I'm at your dinner. Or, you know, you're an invited guest. If you don't like the food, leave. Um, I, I, this is not a popular attitude, but I think that these services provide such value that you either shouldn't complain or at least if you complain, you should complain with a constructive perspective of trying to help them improve it. But to get all high and mighty and to have this moral indignation. Um, now, I once got into an argument with somebody and he said that uh, the, the reason why Facebook has to listen to me is because I provide them with such valuable data that, you know, I'm doing them a favor. <laughs> <laughs> like, what drug are you on? I mean, what 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 data do you provide that is so valuable that Facebook has to create an infrastructure and store all your stuff for you for free that you think that you know you're doing them a favor? Um, I don't get it. So, you know, maybe you shouldn't have asked me that question. <laughs> <laughs> Guy, as you look around at organizations and how they use social media, where are they just missing the boat? Well, I don't know if they're missing the boat so much as the boat is still being constructed. You know, so again, put yourself in the place of the internet. If you ask this question, you know, where are our companies missing the boat in websites? Fifteen years ago, it would have had a lot of answers. Um, they were only brochureware. They weren't interactive. Uh, they didn't have shopping carts. They didn't have adequate security for the transmission of your credit card. You know, all these fundamental problems uh, were there back then, and you know they're kind of there today with social media. But they'll get fixed. Um, so I, I don't know. If, I, I don't. It's too harsh to say that people are missing the boat. Um, you know, yes, brands could do social media better. Uh, on the other hand, it's so early. Um, you know, slide people a break. I mean, it's a it's a brave new world here. So look ahead five years from now. How do you see organizations using social media? You know, you know, I, I'm not a visionary. I have no clue. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I would have never ever predicted the success, for example, of Facebook or Twitter. 
Now, everybody who's a pundit today can say, oh, yeah, you know, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to be successful. But just just imagine, let's take the case of Twitter. So when Twitter started three or four years ago, somebody came to you and said, well, we're going to have this system where people can send a whole 140 character updates out into the Internet and people who follow them are going to find out that their cat rolled over, the line at Starbucks is long, uh, they just got up, uh, they just took a shower. You know, isn't that a great idea? And, and who among us would have said, oh, yeah, you know, let's, that Twitter, that's going to change the world. Um, and so the point is, that was only two or three years ago, and you're asking me to predict five years. I can't. Nobody can. Uh, and and if anybody tells you they can, they're lying. <laughs> Based on what you know now, what you see, what do organizations need to do just to maximize the power of social media that's in their hands right now? Well, they need to just dive in and try it. And this is another debate. I've been getting into a lot of debates recently online. So somebody... Uh, posted a thing where he asked so-called experts, of which I do not consider myself one. Um, you know, what, 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 how do you create the strategy for social media? Okay, so all these pundits said you do this, you do this, you set the goals, you you know do all this kind of stuff. And I was the only person who said there is no strategy for social media. For social media. You just dive in. You open up a Facebook account or a Twitter account, and you just try stuff. And what works, works. And what doesn't work, doesn't work. And all these people went into a big cough of like, well, that's like you know, building a house without architectural plans, or that's like going on a trip without a map. And you know what? I think they missed the boat with social media. Social media is not building a house. So when you build a house... You are digging a foundation. You are laying concrete. You're putting up posts. You have rebar in there. You know, there's four by fours going up. There's beams going up. You are building a very, very permanent thing. If you don't have architectural plans, you have a problem. Social media is not like building a house. Social media is like, you know, carrying your sleeping bag around you. And so, you know, uh, I'm not, I guess, could get myself into trouble here because I'm not exactly a camper, but it seems to me that, you know, if you go to a campsite and you put your sleeping bag down, I, you know, within some reason you should say, well, I shouldn't be next to the latrine and I shouldn't be next to the water because it's low tide now. But within those sort of general parameters, you put your sleeping bag down and you go to sleep, right? And if you find out that you're sleeping in a bad place, you get your, your sleeping bag and you move. It's that simple. And social, social media is like that today. I don't think people have a strategy for where they're going to put their sleeping bag. Um, so the mistake I'm trying to say is don't worry so much about strategy. Just focus on tactics. How are you using Twitter? How are you using Facebook? You know, what kind of emails are you sending out? What kind of videos are you publicizing? Um, I think strategy is vastly overrated when it comes to social media. Guy, how has social media changed the way you communicate personally and professionally? Um, you know, I was email-centric for the first, I don't know, 20 years or so, and I'm kind of getting Twitter-centric right now. Um, so I'm moving from email to Twitter. I wish every message to me was only 140 characters. <laughs> that would be a lovely thing. You know how much better the world would be if email were limited to 140 characters? Oh, 
the world would be such a better place. How does this affect the books that you research and write? How does what affect the books that I research and write? Social media, your use of Twitter now. I mean, do you do you rethink uh, the way oh, you disseminate I, information? Yeah. Well, certainly when I finish a book, I'm going to market it heavily through Twitter. Um, that's the beauty of having 300,000 followers, right? So how, how could you have reached 300,000 people 15 years ago? Yeah. I, <laughs> I'd like to hear the answer to that question. I mean, very few people had 300,000 email addresses in their database. Um, so that's at, the, that's at the back end marketing. But for writing a book, uh, I found Twitter to be so valuable, Twitter and blogging. Um, one of the most difficult parts for me of writing a book is to find good examples to illustrate my concepts. So now I go on Twitter or I go with my blog and I say, hey, I need to find an example of uh, an employee who enchanted you as a boss. And I put that out to 300,000 of my closest friends and I get 15 responses. And of the 15, two or three are good enough for the book. I, I don't know how I would have done that before. Sure. That's why, you know, when you read many business books prior to social media, they all cite the same psychological studies. They all cite the same examples. You know, how many times have we read about post-it notes at 3M, right, and Southwest Airlines and Virgin and iPod. I mean, there's like 25 business examples that explain everything in the world. Um, it's because you know, finding good examples was so hard. Uh, so, you know, if you read about a good example about Art Fry and Post-it Notes as an example of innovation and entrepreneurship, you have to run with that because it's so hard to find a better one. So in other words, we're going to end up looking back and saying there was before social media and there was after. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, you could say that you're going to look back and say there was before and after Internet, and we're going to look back and say there was before and after social media. Well, Guy, I'm grateful for your time and your insights. Today. Thanks for spending some time with me. My pleasure. Good luck to you. We've been talking about social media. We've been talking with Guy Kawasaki. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.